piece of me? Do I feel like it? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to episode 282. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan. I'm joined by the cast, the crew. Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach? <laughs> what's going on, guys? Sorry, I put my finger where it did not belong. Edward? Oh. Hey, how's it going, folks? A little, little lighthearted intro. Yes, sir. Um, February is here, and uh, the month of love. I guess it, it kind of feels a little. Uh, <laughs> it kind of feels a little awkward already. Like just just us three talking about two romance movies back to back. I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah. With you guys. <laughs> Edward's having a seizure. So that's good. Uh, but how you been, Johnny? How you been doing? <clears throat> it's been a good week. Busy, fast pace. Um, it's kind of hard to believe it's already been a year since we've talked like Ghost, Darn mm-hmm. Darko, um, Quantumania. Yeah, I was not with you guys last February, so I am uh, I'm all in for this ride. We are talking Casablanca, which is a pick from Zach, by the way. We're doing mm-hmm. Zach's picks back to back weeks. <laughs> Um, so it should be a pretty fun conversation. Um, last week, if you guys did not join us, we talked a good person, uh, which was Zach's pick. Um, so if you guys have not heard that episode, go back and listen to it in the archives, um, as we are moving on. So Zach, where can they find us on the social media if they want any of those links or if they want to, uh, just, just check out what we're doing on the social media pages. Uh, yeah, we're all over the socials. Uh, we're on facebook.com uh, forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. We're on the Instagram hashtag forward, forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. We're on X formerly known as Twitter. Cause you know, things got to change in this world. Uh, cinnamon four Oh five. And then if you have any questions, concerns, recommendations, things you want us to talk about on the show, Email us at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Complaints on Edward. Hate mail. <laughs> right. Um, how you been? How you been, Ed? Besides the laughing gas that you snorted before you got on the episode. I swear to God, dude. It, yeah. Uh, no, I've been pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, work. Can't complain about that at all. Uh, well, Thursday and Friday could because I was a elevator guy. For both days, but I can complain. Do you want me to complain? <clears throat> sure. What's you up? Could, you could you could always complain. So what grinds yeah. your gears this time? Everything grinds my gears. It's just, but, a, uh, it's just a shit show, twenty four hours a day. You would think that a place always being a shit show would want to close, but they never want to close. Three sixty five, twenty four seven. We ain't ever going. But uh, nah, man. Uh, There's a new shit show opening up in town in a few days. I know. Well, a little less than two weeks, but you know, ain't nobody counting. Uh, 
Some uh, some news about anything or no? Not yet. Let's get into some recent watches. Um, Zach, what about you? Do you have anything you want to recommend that you've uh, checked out? Uh, no, it's been a slow week. I've uh, just been still watching True Detective Night Country on the Max. Um, watch Castle Ball for today's episode again. Um, and really, that's about it. I've just been going through our been going through my movies that are going to be in our for our top five plus five in twenty twenty three. So twenty twenty three, what a year! Yeah, it's a pretty good year. It was all well, right. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah. I've been on a JFK kick lately, and it started with I watched uh, JFK One Day in America documentary from the National Geographic, which is on Hulu right now. Very interesting, good documentary. So that got me in the kick of just wanting to rewatch a bunch of uh, JFK stuff. Um, I've had splitting headaches the entire time I watched JFK stuff. So um, I wonder why. Just my mind was blown. Um, so after I watched that documentary, which I highly recommend, I checked out Parkland, the Zac Efron movie. Which oh, is yeah. Not bad. It's really good, and I kind of forgot like how many people were in it. Uh, the guy from uh, Smallville is <laughs> in it, Paul Giamatti, which we'll be talking about in a few weeks with the holdovers. Um, Tom Willing. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Um, oh shit! It's a very good movie. Um, and then I watched JFK with Kevin Costner. The five, the first like five minutes is about the actual assassination and then everything after that is um, Kevin Costner plays a Louisiana attorney and he's trying to piece together the, you know, he, he, it's pretty much, how can I put this? He's trying to prove that it wasn't just Oswald who acted alone. So if you like courtroom dramas, it's three and a half hours, but I highly recommend it. Um, But then I started my next franchise. Uh, yesterday I started Rocky 1 and 2. I have the rest to go through. Um, and then I think after the Rocky movies, I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I, was, I was doing a little dabbing and maybe thinking about the Alien franchise. Mm. And just doing like, I don't know if I, but I, I don't know if I should do the, the Alien movies plus Prometheus and Covenant. And should I add AVP in there? Or should I just do the first four movies and then the two prequels? Do I, that I, shit right. I've never seen AVP, so I don't know. And I know they're what? Yeah, I've never seen. Really? Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know it they right, get dog. Lot, they get a lot of flack. I um, mean, true. And then you know, I'm right. such. I'm a big supporter of IMDb, so I also had this thought in my head of like, what if I just start at the very number at the very bottom of IMDb's top two fifty. And just go through what I have and just knock out their top 250 list. It'll probably take me all year. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure that you, I'm sure, I'm I think sure it'll take you three you months. Have, you have all the, yeah, you have all those movies essentially. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have all 250, but that'll give me something to just to like, oh, you know, here's number 250, and then I'll go on and so forth and so on. This man, I'm sure, has knocked out at least 185 of that 250. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, then, unless you want to do a he, bunch of reviews, and then when he comes across one that he doesn't have, oh, but it's shock. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Even the stock CDR. I don't have two. Yeah, I have two fifty. Yeah. No, Best Buy is gone. <laughs> no, um, they there's a there's they still have a couple that have them, but not yeah, not well, much. They, they, but they're not getting any new shipments. <clears throat> in. So they're just selling what they have. And I yeah. went there. Yeah, I went there this past weekend, and they don't have any like fucking deals. Like they're all full price still. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, geez. I did pick up some stuff from the Walmart. And the five dollar bin. Yeah. Hey, Friday, Friday after next, the next Friday was in that shit, okay? I need Friday after next. I don't have the last one. All three was in the five dollar bin, just saying. But it's only on DVD. I mean, you're right, but Yeah. What about you, Ed? You watch anything or have any <clears throat> recommendations? Um, no, just still keeping on with the uh vampies and the diaries. That's really it. Um no. Pretty pretty boring and all that. Um nothing new. <clears throat> but uh, if I had to recommend anything, I think JFK is on the max. The JFK One Day in America documentary is on Hulu. Um, I started the Robert Kennedy documentary, which is on Netflix. Um, I'm going to be going through that. Um, and then, of course, by the time I talk to you guys next Sunday, I'll have watched. I'm going to watch Jackie sometime this week. Mm. The uh, the movie that got highly, you know, a shit ton of praise. I think it got nominated for Best Picture. Um, speaking of Best Picture, today we are talking all about Casablanca. Currently on IMDb, it is at 8.5. The Rotten Tomato score is 99%. Check this. This is rare for us. The Meta score is at 100%, 100% with a January 23rd, 1943 release date. Um, the budget was $878,000, and it grossed a little over $7 million at the box office. Um, I'm sure that's accumulating all over the past, like, 70 some odd years if you want to check it out it's on max right now um starring humphrey bogart ingrid bergman uh there you go claude rains conrad veet uh peter laurie sydney green green street and dooley wilson uh directed by there you go go ahead and read us the synopsis too zach Just a sec. Okay. Uh, a cynical expert American cafe owner struggles to decide whether or not to help his former lover and her, and her future <laughs> husband escape the Nazis in French Morocco. Essentially, yeah. I, I would agree that's the plot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie, uh, let's start with you, Edward. Is this a first-time watch, or do you remember the first time you watched it? First time I've ever watched it. Oh, wow. Interesting. <clears throat> final thoughts? or no, no, we'll do final thoughts later. <clears throat> Zach, what about you? Do you remember the first time you watched this compared to your recent wa- uh, watch for the episode? Um, first time watch. This is one of those where uh, first time I watched, I think, was in middle school, or maybe early, or maybe ninth or tenth grade. Um, it was fall break. I'd rented this from the library. You know, remember those things, libraries. Um, and um, really, just 
really, really enjoyed it. I that was the first time I really got a took a deep dive into like old Hollywood cinema and uh really started my fascination with it and i've seen it multiple times i've actually seen it in the theater twice um and on this rewatch yeah you can probably tell where this is all gonna go by the end of the, end of the episode so what about you johnny i have seen this in the theater thanks to you um i think i, I don't can't remember it was on a tuesday night classic at the harkins theater yep. um right here locally uh, About two years on, ago, I think in yeah. 2022. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was on like a. I think it was. I think I was on vacation, or I took some extra time off, so I had that night off. And we went and saw the Five Daughter Classics, and uh, that was yeah, that was an, that was an experience. I think mm-hmm. if anybody has the chance to go see any kind of classic movie on the big screen, I think you should go see it, um, especially this movie. I saw this for the first time, though, probably in 2008. My time working at the good old FYE. Um, it was, you know, working at that place, you'll discover movies. And just working at a video store in general, you're just going to pick up things that you never thought and imagined that you would ever want to watch. Whether it's because of, you know, the other employees recommend something. Because you don't go and work at a place like that unless you don't like movies. I don't care what anybody says. Right. So, so you know, they everybody puts out their staff picks and stuff like that. So, um, somebody recommended it to me, watched it. And if there's any movie that you're probably like, hey, I, I hate black and white movies. I hate old movies. What should I start to try to get in that loop of maybe watching some Golden Age era movies? I would probably say this one is the easiest to get into. Yeah, um, I would agree. But other than that, like this recent time around, I don't know if this is a this might let me know if this sounds bad to you guys. But this movie is so embedded into my mind. I've seen it so many <clears> times, <throat> and I know the story, I know the plot. It it's almost essentially background noise now when I watch it. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense, because I know yeah. that I that I almost don't need to pay attention to it because like I can watch it and just if I go do something in another room real quick or if I go to the kitchen real quick, I hear it, but I know exactly what scene is going through my mind. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I can have this on like if I'm just actually just working and just like just listening to it and I know exactly what scene it is, what's going on, how the characters look, the cinematography. It's like you said, it's embedded in my brain so much that, yeah. I, to be honest, I probably didn't even need to rewatch it for this review, but I just did because you know, hell with it. Let's let's so. talk about that for a minute before we get into the movie. Like, uh, whether it be let's say say Edward last you know last February we did Donnie Darko, which was one of your favorite movies of all time. You know, fast forward a year later, Zach, we do Casablanca, which was probably top three of your favorite movies of all time. When it's that much of a favorite, do you guys go through and like, okay, I should probably let me let me rewatch it before I talk about it just to get a refresher, or are you just like seen it a hundred thousand times? I don't need to watch it. How, how do you guys go through that motion of before we review a movie, if you've seen it or not, will you watch it again before we talk about it on the episode? Usually, I go ahead and watch it again. Um before I actually talk about it again on an episode. Maybe I've forgotten something. Maybe I overlooked something. Uh, <clears throat> like we've stated on different episodes throughout this entire uh, podcast uh, journey, uh, 
sometimes you can watch the same movie 25 times and that 26th or 27th time you'll catch something new um or man i forgot he did the clothes like that holy crap man okay yeah grandma death said this or you know said that or whatever have you like just different stuff so i I, something like that it's more of kind of like a love and respect kind of deal for that matter it's almost it's almost it's almost to the point kind of like combining what you did what you two just said of i've seen it so many times but the reason i've seen it i love the movie so much but i'm well i can see past the actual plot of the movie and notice background things and different character caricatures and oh the camera did this at a certain point you know it's just the it's the fan being a fan of a film is has the also has the ability to also dissect to dissect it without actually like pulling at its threads if that makes sense i mean honestly i could compare what you were just talking about one to like for me something like harry potter you know every mm-hmm. single one of those movies i know them front to back you know it, it's yeah and i i i know some of those things to catch that they did in the movies that they didn't do in the books or vice versa <clears throat> which was a lot mm-hmm. but yeah just different stuff like that I, I just think it's kind of cool just to rewatch it just for that possibility. What if it's something that's <laughs> like, you know, say it's a movie that you didn't really like and you watched it like six months ago, but we're getting ready to talk about it next week. Like, say it's Cocaine Bear and it's a movie that just like, uh, would you rewatch it before that episode or would you go off the bad memory you had six months ago? I'll rewatch it again. Um, yeah, if it's something like I am dreading to rewatch this all, like, like perfect example, Scarface. I saw it, I don't know, six, seven years ago, and when we did the episode, I was like, God, do I have to rewatch this? But <laughs> I'd rather be, <laughs> I'd rather be prepared and know, but than just to come in and be like, I don't, you know, yeah, sure, guys, go ahead. I, I, but, I agree with you. Keep going. But if you, but if you look at it, like if you would have went off that bad memory. It probably would have been a dreadful episode. You probably would have had more negative things to say about it. But since you took the yeah. time to rewatch it, you're like, it wasn't that bad. There's yeah, only exactly. been a couple movies that I've actually kind of skipped and not really watched just because I did know them. But that was mainly because I didn't really have enough time throughout the week to watch. That, Like I said, that's been less than, I think, maybe three total there's that. But. Speaking of rewatching, let's get into what we're here to talk about. Casablanca, 1942. Let's go back in the time machine. Let's go back to the 40s in a time of a uh, right smack dab in the middle of World War II. This movie was released. Um, Zach, this was your pick. It's your birthday week. Let's explain why why pick this movie. Um, yeah. So I, I essentially, obviously, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Zach is in the driver's seat. Yes. Zero crash and burn. Um, You know, I I think I'm I'm interested to hear what... If I I could find a way to do that, I would. Um, I'm I'm curious to know, like, because this is an old movie, because this is black and white, like you said, Johnny, because it's from the 40s, does anyone care about this movie now? Obviously, it it is a sentimental movie. It's, it's, It's... considered one of the classic movies ever made um for me 
it was like I said, it was my window into that type of filmmaking. Into like, okay, so it's all it wasn't all about special effects. It was about storytelling and characters and um how to have good moments and for you as an audience member to be to want to be part of that. Um I know how I feel about this movie, but Ed, I'm I'm scared. But go ahead. Like what what, what was your thoughts when the movie was over? <sighs> Honestly, I tried to watch it twice this week, man. Go ahead. Oh. Um, I tried to watch it twice, man, and it's not mine. It's, it, it's not in the library, bro. I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah, I, for some reason, I felt like I, I like time skipped in this movie, and there's not a lot that I remember of it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, some of the some of the some of the bar scenes were kind of cool and kind of like, you know, what was it when the when the one guy in the I think within twenty or thirty minutes of the beginning when the one guy was trying to barge his way in, and mm -hmm. the uh, head was like, yeah, no, nah, I know who you are, yeah. your money, it's good at the bar, but it's not good in here. So, you're bye. Lucky, you're lucky the bar is open to you, yeah. Exactly, you know the, mm -hmm. the black dude playing the piano had some suave to him. Um, I, I'll tell you though, like I I feel bad to a point. Like I said, I tried Thursday and I tried uh, today watching the movie, and I've I watched the entire damn thing, and I feel on both times I time jumped. I don't understand how I did or why I I really don't, <laughs> but. God damn it. Up until the point after the Nazis got off the plane, uh, the small prop plane or whatever have you, around mm -hmm. that time, I don't know why, but I'm drawing blank between that time and then when the planes come up and it's foggier than hell outside. Or, so literally eighty percent of the movie. Literally, and that's and that's why I'm saying I feel bad on it. I really do because I I tried twice, and for some damn reason, both times it was just like a time jump. For some reason, my mind just was like, "Bro, what are we doing? I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Have a good time. Lights on. Someone left the house. I I, mm -hmm. I really don't know." And, and that's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and criticize you because you didn't like the film. I I knew when I picked this movie, you and Craig. Was, you either were either gonna be on the episode, or you you, you know you're gonna tell your your true feelings, or you just weren't gonna watch it. I get that. I know this, the Hitchcock movies, with the exception of maybe Psycho. Um, you know they're not. You're not. They're not your cup of tea, and that's and that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and chastise you because you don't like old cinema. It's, you know, it's well, in no, today's like... world. In today's world, it's just, if you, this is a whole nother conversation, but in today's world, people just don't have the, the attention span to watch these type of movies, to be honest. Don't get me wrong. What's funny is I can watch the wizard of Oz, which is older than this by what? 15, 20 years. Yeah. I, I've I've watched that a dozen times or more. My sister loved that movie when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was the black and white and all that, but then at the same time, even with that argument, I've watched The Birds, I've watched uh, uh, Rear Window, I've watched mm -hmm. uh, Psycho, you know, which are all three black and white. I like I said, I don't know what the hell happened, 
But in between that point, like you said, about 70 to 80, probably on the 80 side of this movie, because I see it on behind you. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, like I, I, I visually recognize that. But, but you don't have no idea what's going on in the scene now. For some reason, like I said, it was like someone left the house and said, yep, I'm good. You know, and I don't know. I didn't fall asleep. I know that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, my nephew was even watching it today with us. <laughs> and for some damn reason, I don't know why, but it just pops through from, I'd say, 35, 40 minutes it, to like the last five minutes. As they say. As I say, it goes at one goes in one ear out the other. Seriously, and I've never experienced something like that. Like I've been bored as hell at movies, like uh, the five year engagement, or something like that. I've been bored as hell at movies. Don't get me wrong, but this is the first movie I've ever gone and tried to watch not once but twice, and like blanked on four fifths of the damn thing. I really don't know why. <laughs> I'm not. It's like don't get me wrong, like. <sighs> I, I don't know. I feel John, bad about it, but it's just like I, I tried twice. In a four-day span, Johnny, I tried what, twice. Johnny, what do you think? What What do you think about the movie since it's, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And, like, I agree with you. I mean, out of all the black and white films of the 40s and 30s and 50s, Best Picture winners, this is easily the easiest one to watch. And I, and I think we agree with that, at least that. I mean... I, I, think, I think it's it's... Due to the fact of it being the love story, you know, some considered also like a really great war movie. Um, it's mm -hmm. also being in that conversation of like, I mean, because Metascore is 100, Rotten Tomatoes 99, and those are both audience scores. Um, and you got to sit there and wrap your head around the fact of it's essentially about Humphrey Bogart's character who does a good deed and gets his ex mistress that he had an, uh, you know, an, a, a, an affair with in Paris mm -hmm. and he gets her husband, um, you know, out of Casablanca, which if you're in Casablanca, it's hard to get out. Um, you know, it's smack dab yeah. in the middle of world war two. You got some Nazism going on. Um, Rick has made his living, his lifestyle in Casablanca and you know she just stumbles upon him little little do you know you find out later in the movie that she you know they met in paris they had a weekend and then she just yeah. leaves him a, a dear john letter and they and shags ass um and yeah. then he he you know later on in the movie the two bit whore comes back and he uh you know his fear, his feelings were crushed man you know and uh at the end of the day he it, it's it's a he sacrifices so much because of the woman he knows he can't have. He lets her just, you know, he sacrifices and essentially I, I assume he, I sac yeah, he, he sacrifices everything because you really don't know what happens after the plane goes off and Ingrid gets away or, you know, Ingrid's character goes away. Um, so, I, but everything you just said is what makes that this movie, you know, a lot of people could watch this. Probably people now in today's world, they would watch this as like, why are you, why are you wanting to sacrifice for her? She broke your heart, stomped it into a bazillion pieces, and left you at the train station. Why, why would you do that? And essentially, I think that's why the character of Rick is so appealing. Is that 
you know, when we first meet him, he's cynical. He's neutral. He doesn't care. As he said, as he says, I stick my neck out for nobody. He doesn't care who, what, when, when, where, why. But at the end of the day, he still has morals, I believe. Like when I'd say he's the moral character of the of the entire story, because literally just those those few thoughts right there, as well as what I do remember from this, um, the the it was kind of okay. It, it, okay, so this is in the middle of the war. If I'm not mistaken, this was around the time that the United States gone into the war, yeah, give or take a couple yeah. months. Yeah, we were we were already in, invested in it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I'm just like this is you know talked about the W two in the middle of the bitch, not not at the end, not at the beginning, but directly in the middle of the bitch. Yeah, but you know. It's kind of the, that that thing was USA was like, don't care, not in it, cool, sorry, yeah. not mine, not my yard, you know. And then all of a sudden, everything happened, and we we're like, okay, first off, now, okay, fuck well, it, I'm good. Well, I mean, this scene that's playing right behind me is, the, I, you know, I don't know if you remember the scene it, but it was when he when he like rigged the game of roulette in order for this. A uh, woman and her her fiance or whatever to get to get enough money to get the um, visas to get out of the country. You know he, you know he he wouldn't have to care. He could have said no, you're not underage, get out. But he was just like she brought up the idea of would you ever do would you do something for someone that hurts you or you truly cared about, and that kind of brings up whirlwind brings up everything that he had to deal with Elsa and be like yeah, you know you want my advice, you know get out but at the end of the day he still does a good deed and then when the what i was going to say was in the um when he's talking to uh the rival bar uh, bar uh, the saloon uh, owner you know she he asks how much do you want for sam and he says i don't buy or trade human meats you know so i think in, at the end of the day he is someone that cares he is someone that does have morals he's not willing to sell sam because you know, I'll offer you a bunch of money for him. You know, so it's 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 an interesting um, character profile, if you will. Yeah, and and you look and also, at like you look at so many of the one-liners in this movie, or the classic taglines, or you know, it's that's another thing about this movie. What makes it just so timeless, I guess, is the one-liners, the the mm-hmm. taglines. Uh, it's probably some of the greatest cinematography shots ever made. Um, the acting is mm-hmm. completely perfect, at least between Humphrey Bogart. Um, and even back in the day, an hour and 47 minute movie, hour and 45 minute movie was probably considered a little lengthy back in the day. Yeah. So there's probably, even though this is a classic, you know, there, I'm sure there's probably a scene or two that you cut down to make it 130. Um, but yeah, I had, yeah, I agree. At least with me, there's probably a scene or two where I'm kind of like, does this really need to be in there? Maybe we can cut 10 minutes off. But mm-hmm. um, I can see where one could get lost in the just the whole fascination of the movie. Like I could probably see when if you start the movie, if your sole attention is not on the movie, it's gonna it's going to feel like, why am I watching this? It's yeah, gonna. It's fair. gonna. If if this is your very first time watching it, and this is yours, right? This was your very first time. 
if you have noise around you or if you're trying to get into it and you have something going on, there's no way you're going to get into the movie at all. Yeah, I would agree. I I have to if I want to enjoy this movie, I have to make sure the kids aren't here or I have to make sure that nobody's going to try to talk to me during this movie. I have to put my phone down or else I'm not going to enjoy this movie. And you're 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 probably like people out there watching or listening. By the way, if you're watching this, it's it's live Sunday night on Amos Watt Productions YouTube channel or Facebook Live. So if you're watching this and you're like, well, isn't it like that with every movie? No. I don't think it is like that with every movie because I could be watching, let's say, something like Titanic or Armageddon. Those movies are so action-packed that if a big-ass scene comes on, whoever may be around you is going to stop and watch as well. Yeah. Or who, or, 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 or it's, yeah. so, it's so big enough that you're like, that's my attention. The, the, the ship is sinking. <laughs> it, 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 it breaks. But with I thought Casa, the same thing. But with Casablanca, you know, if something's going around you, if people are talking, or if your phone's going off, mm-hmm. there's probably there are scenes like that, but it's 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 hard to get into because you know it's it's not a it's not a big movie it's, moment. Yeah, and this this is definitely a character movie. It's not there's no, there's hardly there's maybe one scene at the end of the film where the, a gun goes off, maybe two. And it, it's just much more about the story and the characters instead of the action or the drama or whatever. That, um, that's See, that's the thing. You know, I recognize the 1911 as well as the 1903, 1908 kind of deal. Some of the pistols. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, like, don't I remember shit like that, but... Did you get to watch... Even, even though it took you four days to watch it and you tried two different no, times? I watched, yeah. So you watched oh. you watched it in full twice. Oh, okay. I thought you were sitting here saying you could not. I thought you were sitting here saying <laughs> you, you couldn't could not get through it, it, and then it had to yeah. give it another shot. The, you the said, way, you, the, yeah, you the watched you, it whole, you watched it in entirety twice, but you don't remember none of it. I remember 25 percent tops, like legitly. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think it might be what you're stating, one like it just. But I mean, they're wrong because it's like it's not the black and white thing. I've gotten through many black and white movies. I can remember the entire thing of some of them. Uh, I've gotten through older movies than this and just fine. I can remember everything of them. This one just isn't isn't for me, man. That that that's plain and simple all it is. And I was like, okay, you know, second time, let's just try this. And nope, I, I don't know what the hell it was. I I really don't. But yeah, no. And like I said, no, I feel and- bad about it. But <laughs> yeah. Zach, what would you say if I said I see this more of a war movie than a love story? Mm, I, I wouldn't just dis- I wouldn't argue against that. Um I think it's much I, I think there's it's set the the theme of war is definitely surrounding the story um but I'd say it's much more of a a, a, a love drama than it is a a war film but I can see how you could make that assumption um I think the mo- I think the reason why this movie has endured for so long is that you know I 
Because it's older it's than what? Seven, it's Isn't it older it's than 80, 70? It's almost 84, 85 years old, I think, mm. almost. By this 82 point. years old this year. 80, 82. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, to put this in perspective, like I'll start going to my stuff. I have read this, which is essentially the whole history of the movie. Like from the create, from the making of it all the way to the premiere, and like how it's endured all this time. Um, and one of the thing, one of the things that says in the book is that nobody, the cast, the crew, the director, no one thought this movie would be remembered. Like there were so many films during this time that was being made, you know, either for war propaganda or for try to lift the spirits of Amer- the American people, that this was just going to be like another, eh, you know one year no one's gonna remember this movie fast forward 85 years you know some people call it one of the greatest movies ever made essentially and that to me is just like it's so interesting how why this film and not the hundreds the the other hundreds of movies that was made back in 1942 or 1941 what 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 you know how how come this one survived but they didn't And okay, so yeah, because you've got like stuff like Bambi, Yankee Doodle Dandy, uh, mm-hmm. the Palm Beach story, Gentleman Jim, My Gal Sal, Captain of the Cloud or Captains of the Clouds, Cowboy Serenade, Flying Captain, Tigers, Captains of the Cheeks is an adult film, uh, Holiday Inn, Eagle Squadron, Woman of the Year, Tales of Manhattan, The Man Who Came to Dinner. And that's about eight to eight or nine that just came out in forty-two. Yeah. So I mean, and so and a lot of them, and a lot of them had to do with, uh, like you said, Johnny, the just the theme or the thematic nature of World War II that was still going on during that time. (coughs) Um, And that, yeah, it's always interesting. And for me, one of the 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 scene where. they sing the whole like the Germans are they're they're singing their national anthem and then uh, they start singing La, La Masrelle, which is like the French uh, French uh, theme. A lot of those extras, a lot of the actors, they really s- escaped Nazi Europe during that time. A lot of them were refugee refugees. A lot of them were um, even the main actor who played like Colonel Strauss, the the main Nazi. He fled Europe during that time. So mm. <laughs> it was kind of contradictory that he would play Nazi, but he he didn't feel obviously he wanted to play the part as good as he can, but he, he felt obligate he felt an obligation not to be as menacing as the Nazis were back in the day. So <clears throat> Because, I mean, at this time, they didn't know how it was going to go. And, I mean, the Axis powers still had power at the time. Like, they weren't, it, it wasn't, they weren't sure on what was going to happen. So, it yeah. is still kind of a big, big deal that they actually did this movie. It got recognition like it did and kept recognition like it did, as well as, like, you know, all this, like, inputting all the different things that it does. Because even, even these days, the swastika or, you know, uh, that symbol is not really uh, looked at even even with a frown. It's looked at more with hands in a lot of and ways. I'm, and I'm surprised. <laughs> like, this this movie got nominated for eight 
Oscars. It won three, yeah. including the biggest best uh, picture. But Humphrey Bogart getting left out for best actor this year was completely yeah. like who else would win that year? The voiceover actor for Bambi. <laughs> Bambi Maybe. doesn't talk. No, but um, I'd rather watch this a hundred more times than I would Bambi. Fucks up. Who wants to watch a fucking deer get shot? That was his mother. Uh, in 1942, Gary Cooper won uh, for uh, How Green Was My Valley. Oh, I have that movie. So that was that. Was that. <laughs> the one movie. And he played Sergeant York. In that yeah, movie, but like, so. how many... I'm not even seeing that movie. And it's just... It's one of those things where it's just like... I mean, I... I Obviously, I've, I've seen I've seen the triple X versions called "How Red Was My Valley." No, I'm just messing. Oh, I bet. Do you have it on? Do you have it on the Steelbook edition or? He's got the Criterion. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. What do you guys? What do you guys think about um, Ilsa as a character? Do you think that, that like that two bit whore? <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that character does have redemption, or do you think that by the end of it, she's trying? She is trying to protect protect Laszlo at the end of it. No, I think at the end of the day, she's just trying to use her charming good looks, probably her blowjob abilities, to get what she wants out of both men. Honestly, like every time I do see this movie, it's not a negative because that's that's just a character. But at the end of the day, every time I see this movie, I feel more hatred for that character, for Elsa, Elsa, however you want to fucking say her name. For hey, for, for that know, eh. I don't, I don't think it's right. You know, it was just her and her sister at that castle. So, how do you pronounce the character's name, Elsa? Ilsa. Elsa's yeah. something. Ilsa. Ilsa B. No, but but like in all seriousness, no, I, I don't as a character, she's yeah, she's there. But like me watching the movie, I don't have any sympathy for the character. Um I think she was up to no good trying to get whatever she could out of anybody from the get go. Like if this if this movie was made today, it'd be in a two and a half hour movie and her and her and, and uh, Rick's pair scenes would be like probably thirty five minutes of the entire movie. A whole hour. Yeah. Probably so, uh, yeah. throwing shades of gray in that thing. Yeah. So like I think she was up to no good from the from the start. And I think, you know, she used Rick for what he was in Paris because her man was obviously locked up. She just wanted that good old fashioned D. And then Big Mitch. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> she just wants a big Rick. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go listen, go, go listen to our birds episode if you want to know what that's about. <laughs> Fast forward to uh, Casablanca. She's doing she's doing whatever she can to get her and her husband out. I wonder so, if this is Mitch's dad. <laughs> So yeah, as a, as a character whole, you know, the actress, by the way, is great. Like you know, she she did flawless. She was amazing. 
I think she should have got some recognition too, but I just don't like, you know, I think she used everybody right. she could in the movie. And I also think that Laszlo is almost like a reciprocal, like mirror image of Rick because he, he wants to do the right thing. He, he, you know, he's quote unquote, the face of the rebellion and Rick is just like, no, I want nothing to do with that. You know, you, that's your job. That's fine. I'm a saloon keeper. That's, that's, that's all I am <laughs> essentially. Um, one of the other things I think is just so, I think part of the reason I enjoy the movie so much is like when we talked about Rear Window a couple years ago, how, you know, how in the courtyard, like the apartment courtyard, there was all, all the different character caricatures going on. There's like all these little mini B stories. The same thing can be said for the cafe and that when you walk in there, there's all, all different types of things going on people trying to get visas tr people trying to just having fun drinking gambling other people are trying to secure the futures through a way of way of passage it's just one of those things like the care this the cafe itself is a character essentially and that's i and i enjoy that it's one of those things that, that you talk about when you watch a movie i just notice different things every time i watch it essentially so and that and, and to me that's what a movie should do if, if you know if you sit there and watch a movie for you know if you've seen donnie darko and i know every single thing then to me some of the magic runs out but if you can sit there and watch it and see something else that's that's what a good movie should do even so. if it takes a few view other viewings honestly mm -hmm. uh captain louie he's a he's pretty much the comic relief in this film he just wants to get him some you know and well, so, he, he but he also sounds like he wouldn't mind some a big Rick either, though. There's there's yeah, a scene there's there's, a, there's 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 a scene where he's like, if I were a woman, I would want Rick. So yeah, don't ask, don't tell. He, he, yeah, I mean, in, in the book, there's you know they kind of allude to that, and it's just, I think sometimes you read too much into it. He's just one of the. I think he's just he's just a comic relief, and just he just he wants to be a playboy when. <laughs> When in reality, like no woman would want him. And yeah. something else, like the casual comedy in this movie is just so on point. Like when uh, Rick tells uh, Sasha, the bartender, says, "Take Yvonne home and come right back," and he's just yes, boss. Like he's just so he's just so disappointed. Oh, the, the bartender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bartender. Uh, the the small side characters that even though they may only have like a scene or two, I agree. They're written very, very well. They get their time. Same as uh, the pianist. The pianist. Sam. Yeah. Good old Sam. Yeah. Play that number and that for was, me. <laughs> and Sam, that was actually a big deal back in the day. And that up to that point, black at black actors, actresses, they only they would only play the slaves. They would only play like the, the housekeepers or the servants or whatever. This is the first time in an American made film that a black man actually played something different than that type of stereotypical role. Mm. He, he's a piano man. He's a jazz man. The funny thing is, is that Dooley Wilson had no uh, <laughs> concept of playing that. He was a trumpet player. So when they asked him to play the piano, you, when you watch it, go back and watch it, he just, he's doing the, the typical motion, the stereotypical piano playing. And so it's <laughs> like, okay, you know, anytime, Anytime he was on scene playing the piano, there was actually a real piano play it, player standing behind him that could actually do the score and the songs that they wanted him to do. 
So, and that just shows you. I mean, I know some people bring up back in the day about, um, you know, I'm I'm sure there was a, a shit ton of racism and stuff going on, but at least the movie that we're talking about, I feel like Sam had some of the best written lines throughout the whole movie. Yeah, like for for at least any side character, he was he was probably if you would you guys agree, he's probably the most important character in the movie besides your top uh, two actors. I even think I I even think he's more important than uh, the uh, the officer or the admiral. Louis, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is that he just randomly disappears almost the last two thirds of the film, but I think I, I agree with you, Johnny. I think he's definitely the the moral compass to Rick, essentially, because essentially, you know, when he's sitting there like drinking himself into a stupor, he's just like, "Dude, let's just get out of here." It's just like, why are you worried about her? Let's go. Let's go fish. Whatever. It's just, you know. But... Well, because he knew. I think that's why he disappears because Sam knew. <laughs> no matter what kind of trouble she'd get him into, he'd fall through. That's why Sam was just yeah. wanting both. Sam just wanting, wanting both of them to get out of there because he knew at the end of the day. You know, she it's pretty much she she would say jump and he'd say how high. Exactly. So I think yeah. that's why Sam was just written out to disappear. Yeah. Um the last the last cl the climax of the movie, the airport finale airport finale, I think that truly shows Ed the scene that the fog, the foggy scene at the end of the movie. Um mm. that shows that was Rick coming out and being the hero, I guess you could say. Because at the end of the day, he's just like, you know, I know you want to stay with me, but you won't laugh. You're not going to last. You're going to hate it with me. You need to go with your husband, and he needs you on at, on his side or by his side. And I got things to do, too, you know. And so I think I think that's why you're talking about Johnny. He, It's a selfless act in the way that he still loves her. And that's why he's willing to do what he does at the end of the film. Yeah. And if you are curious, I didn't even know this was a thing until a couple of years after I saw the movie, but back in 1998, they wrote a book, a sequel to Casablanca, and it takes place right after the movie ends. Really? And it's like, it, it, it it's a sequel and it's a prequel because it also tells about Rick's backstory mm. in, in the 1930s in New York. And you know, can we get can we get little... that can we get get that in a movie adaptation? Adaptation, I, dude, I pay for it. I'm not even lying, because it's you know, it's actually pretty cool what they do with this. I know a lot of people don't like it because it's like, well, you shouldn't touch an original classic or whatever. But it's just you know, it's someone had the idea of like, hey, you know, what would happen after the after the plane goes with Ilsa? What happens? What, what does happen? Can you give us a quick? Uh... You know, does he, uh, does his business get shut down? Does he go to jail? What happens to Rick? Rick essentially um, goes on a little adventure where he kind of teams up with uh, Laszlo to stop like a, or a, 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 a Nazi plot from happening. Um, Sam's there as well. And essentially, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to read it. So I'll just go ahead and spoil it. Uh, Rick and Elsa end up together. Oh. They get married at the end of the book, so. Oh, fuck that sequel. <laughs> does he That's go to America? Don't does, like it. does he go to America and find her, or does she come back to Casablanca? 
No, I don't. They don't go back to Casablanca. I think they end up in uh, America somehow. Mm-hmm. It's been like years since I've read it, so that's like Pocahontas two. Uh, it's better than Pocahontas two. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, that was, that was a good bring up. I didn't know about that book. So, and then if you want to to get really nerdy, uh, this is my first edition of Casablanca. I got it actually two thousand eight. Uh, this is like the ultimate collector's edition. Um, I think this is the same year they actually saw the first time. I was like, and they came out with this version of it. And then you guys might remember, uh, this has been years ago, a couple years ago, but I did like an unboxing for this version. This oh, is yeah. the anniversary edition of, of it. So, And something that's like guaranteed is that there's always a version of this movie, whether it be the most current 75th anniversary or whenever it hits 85 or 90 or whatever, there'll always be like a new version. Like the one behind you, Johnny, on the 4K, I think that's like the latest version that's that's came out. So. Uh, so overall, man, I I get it's not your cup of tea. Man. <laughs> I, I know it isn't, but I'm glad you watched it. At least you can say you've seen it. So, yeah. Um, does anyone have any favorite scenes that they want to, one or two, or just a particular moment or in the movie that you they really liked? I mean, the part kind of like what I mentioned earlier about the uh, guy co- trying to come in and all that good stuff, and then being denied. I was mm-hmm. like, "Damn, okay, homeboy just got a bouncer," and the bouncer's like, "Boss," and he's just like, "Nope," you know, shakes his head at first, and dude's like, "Nah, sorry about that," and then. Dude tries to come in again, and he's like, "All right, what you talking about?" You know, right behind them, and yeah. and basically, uh, old Sam starts playing the piano not long after, and goes. I, I, I like that. That was, that was pretty good. What about you, Johnny? Um, I would have to say, I like when Sam plays the song for Rick, and he's like, "If she can handle, it, I can handle it." Um. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the scene where also um, like he, he goes to Sam and he's like, this guy's going to pay you double what I pay you. And Sam's like, I don't have time to spend the money I make here. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have to say really, I'd say the whole thing to be honest, because there's, there's really, to me, there's not really a, a bad moment. There's not a negative moment. I can't, I don't have any, anything bad negative to say about this movie um but if i had to pick a scene the when rick and louie when they're just kind of standing out sitting outside the the cafe and he asks like why did you leave america (laughs) and he says like i left i came to casablanca for my health because of the waters and like the waters what waters were in the desert it's just it's such a it's such a comedic moment but it also gives you enough idea to, it gives you the idea that re- no one really knows what backstory Rick what, what's the true backstory of Rick and that to me is like the fun the fun of it because if you don't want to read the book which a lot of people don't want to read the book um, uh, I you mean, can leave it as a mystery Casablanca is really not that far from water right like it's it's really kind of on the border of water it's like it's kind of like yeah. a Galveston in a way yeah, that's true. Which I, you know, geographically, 
technically, like you said, it, they are by the almost by the ocean. But that's why I was like, know, "Wait, what? I thought it was who, who, who comes to Casablanca for the water, though? You know, essentially." Okay. Look, man, the alligators are probably in there. You know, you want to you want to pet an alligator from Casablanca? Go for it. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Please don't take that for truth. <laughs> no, I think I think Ed is a uh, I think Ed is uh, promoting travel. Um, star rating. Oof! I'll kick us off. Uh, I'll go with a ten. Um, if I'm gonna watch anything from the the golden age, this is probably gonna be my first pick. There's a, there's a couple of other movies out there. Uh, Ed, you mentioned The Wizard of Oz. There's probably only a handful that I don't mind the rewatchability with. And as long as they're good ins and outs, hour and a half, hour and 40. Um, there's some movies out there that are considered the, you know, the greatest of all time, but they're like three hours. They just don't have yeah. good rewatchability for me. Um, yep. So yeah, this is going to be one of the ones that I could say I could I could watch this with ease at any given time. So 10 for me. Ed? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a six. Um, and, and that's just watchability, uh, different stuff like that. That's all it is. Um, yeah. I, I, I really don't have much of an explanation other than that, man. That and just the blank, blanked out <laughs> piece. <laughs> Big old piece, but piece <laughs> of it. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give it a ten. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. The production design, the cast, the, the acting, the characters, the story. Um, again, it's one of those movies that I can watch over and over and still find something new about it. And that, to me, it's like what I said is what films should do. Um, yeah, I love this movie. So I'm glad we finally got to talk about it. You know, I like the 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 pickings of of the two movies though because. Next week, we're talking about almost essentially the same kind of love story, except it's a 2023 version. Um, so I enjoy that we're going to do these movies back to back. One's from 1942 and one's from 2023. There's a little pickle in between both love stories, but I think it's going it, to... I like how it's going to probably change this conversation going forward because... We're talking about a love story from 1942 now to 2023 to see how much times have changed. Um, so next week is not only is it an A24 movie, Yay. but uh, it's one of the movies being considered for Best Picture this year. Um, Past Lives for you 2 If you don't own it, you can check it out on, on the Voodoo channel. Um, so yeah, Zach, you interested next week? Yeah, I'm ex I'm interested to rewatch it. I'd seen it uh, when I was trying to wrap up the 2023 films of last year, so uh, it'll be interesting to rewatch. Fine. What about you, Ed? Have you, have you got to see it yet? I have not. Uh, another, another uh, fresh one for me. What you, what you scarfing on over there? A little taco. The tacos. So it should be fun. Um, any uh, any final uh, comments before we close the coffin on Casablanca? I I just say give it a chance. Like I said, you know, 
And it's on the Max, right? It's on the Max, so there there is an easy way way to watch it. So speaking of next Sunday, we're talking past lives. 11 a.m. If you want to watch this live before Super Bowl Sunday, Um, next week is the big game. Do you guys have any final predictions for 49ers Chiefs? I'm gonna go Chiefs, man. Uh, so still going 49ers, man. I I think the Chiefs mojo is not all there this year. Man, I, I want to say that because I don't want to see the Chiefs win another game, but just when you think their back is up against the wall, they find some way to win. You're so, not a liar. Yeah. So yeah. so, and they just got done pretty much essentially beating one of the top five offenses in the league. They did struggle against the best defense in the league, but when they had to get it done, they got it done. The two touchdowns yeah. outdid outdid Baltimore. I'm going to go Kansas City 17. I think it's going to be a weird Super Bowl game. I, I, I think it's going to be – I think San Francisco is going to do some, some field goals. Yeah, so I, I, think I think it's, it's going to be – I think gonna it's going to be a low – it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think. I'm going to do 20 to 12, Kansas City. And I think all 12 points – yeah, I think all the points are going to be field goals. I, I don't think 49ers can get in the – Red zone. I'm going to say 21-17 49ers. And I see probably the last touchdown the 49ers get probably at the last few minutes, to be honest. Uh, we'll see, but I, I don't know, man. I'll say 24-17 Chiefs. So, Yeah. Next Sunday, if you want to watch this live, uh, you can watch past lives at 11 a.m. right here on Emaswa Productions YouTube channel or Facebook Live. Um, and then the podcast uh, version should drop soon, immediately after. So, yeah. Other than that, guys, another fun episode. Uh, we kick off February with, with Casablanca. Um, I think that should do it. Any, any other final thoughts or uh, you guys ready for next week? All good to go. All right. Looking at you, kid. Uh, Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. See you guys next Mm -hmm. week. Past lives, new episode.